Welcome to the Ether. Today is Wednesday, December 7th, 2022. Today on the Ether, The Landing, hosted by One Planet, discussing Tower, Reddit, Cypher Wars, and more. Let's take a listen. What's up, everyone? We're just going to start getting the speakers up here to give us uh, another minute or two. GM, GM. What's up, guys? Good morning. Hey, Nar, what's going on, man? Hello, Eric. Good to see you in the house. Meet up. Terrace pieces. All the happy apartment 77. Apartment 77. Yeah, likewise. Good morning, everyone. Matic, man, your audio sounded a little bit choppy there. Uh, is it better now? I'm hoping I'm not going to have a VPN issue. Is it okay now? It still sounds the same. Sounds wow. a little bit like an AI. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> really? It's still, still now? Yes. Yeah. Are you oh, a bot, Matic Man? Is this the I real bot this man? morning? <laughs> Matic Man went back to bed, and so I, I have the bot in this place yep. today. <laughs> it's starting to sound better, actually. Cool. Well, let me know when you want me to play the intro. and Yeah, let's do it. Let's get started. Um, that will give us uh, a bit more time to get some more listeners in here. And we got Cypher Wars already up here as a speaker as well. All right, here we go. Hey, everyone. You have reached the landing. One Planet's weekly meeting place for the entire Polygon NFT community. Every week at this time, you will learn more about the Polygon Network, its native token Matic, and discuss the wonderful world of NFTs with some of the best and brightest minds from the NFT universe. And now, here's your host. Here's your host. Nice. That is awesome. Shout out to the Matic man for putting that together. One planet's the place to be. Cool. So let's get started, guys. The first thing that I want to do is just go around and give a quick intro about yourself, just so the listeners here can get an idea of who you are. And we are going to be having this, as the intro said, on a weekly basis at the same time. And uh, we'll have Eric and Narb join us as regular guests. And then we'll also be having other guests uh, like Cypher Wars just come up and uh, share a little bit about their projects as well. But ultimately, the goal with The Landing, which is 
what we're calling this Twitter space is to talk a little bit more about the general news that are happening in Polygon and within One Planet as well. And so as the title here states is uh, today, some of the things that I'll be talking about are just uh, Tower and how that is being implemented into One Planet. Reddit has recently come up in the news again because of the new minted digital collectibles that are happening and that is just continuing to uh, create more wallets and more activity in Polygon. Uh, and then Eric has uh, something to share with us. Darb has something to share with us. And Cypherwoods will give us an overview of their project. Um, but with that, um, let's uh, let's go around and just give a quick intro. My name is Edwin. I'm the community manager for One Planet. Um, and then I have uh, Matic Man, which will be um, the co-host for all of these Twitter spaces. Go ahead, Matic Man. Hey, I'm Tony, uh, better known as the Matic Man, and so glad to be in this space. I love One Planet, love working with Edwin and the team, and so glad to be able to rub shoulders with amazing people like Narv and B-Dub and Eric. And so, yeah, super excited to be here. Awesome. Thank you. And uh, actually, I did forget one thing that I want to try to do as well to get you guys, the listeners, included a little bit more into the Twitter space here is uh, get you to comment. And I have a question today. Um, my question is, what was the first NFT that you bought? If you can remember, if you can't remember which one was your first one, then maybe you can share what has been your favorite one. So just comment and even leave the picture of your NFT. Um, and then that way we can get an idea of the community that we have here so far. Um, and with that, uh, Eric, go ahead, a quick intro about yourself. Yeah. I think the first NFT I bought was something called Divine Anarchy. I was debating buying Divine Anarchy or World of Women at that time. I think Divine Anarchy is a like a Japanese style anime before Azuki. That was my first NFT purchase. Uh, I was looking for something to something under 0.5 ETH. So both of them, both Divine Anarchy and World World of Women, were under 1.0.5 ETH. So I chose Divine Anarchy, and then the price of World of Women like skyrocketed to like three, four ETH. <laughs> so that's how I remember my first purchase of NFT. And yeah, speak, uh, for my intro, I'm a chief strategy officer of the project called Hide Me Please. It's based in Korea right now. It's a coffee shop and a Korean style bar where you can use your, you can purchase their NFT to get all sorts of discounts and perks within the offline space and then the online community. And then I actually met with Price, the founder of One Planet, uh, and then visited their office. And then he was kind enough to stop by our coffee shop, Hide Me Please, last week to meet entire our entire uh, founders. Like three of us met with Price, had a like deep discussion for two hours. So that's how I got in, introduced to One Planet deeper. And obviously, I'm excited to work with uh, Nar Mattingman and then Edwin and other people as well. Awesome, Eric. Thank you for that. And uh, we'll dive a little bit deeper into your role with uh, Hide Me Please and how you guys are integrating the NFTs into that a bit more later. Let's uh, go with Narb, uh, intro, uh, sir. And then if you want to share about your first NFT experience. Awesome. Uh, hey, everyone. I'm Narb. 
I have been in the Polygon ecosystem for a couple of years now. I'm now on the community team at Polygon. And I would say my first NFT, it was either called Tiki or Tiki Bar, something along those lines. I saw it was back when NFTs were really hot and basically everything was pumping um, at Mint. So I, I minted this NFT that I saw an influencer uh, tweeting about. And uh, nowadays that NFT, as you can imagine, as many NFTs, uh, is, is worth zero now. So that was my first experience. A lot of NFTs have gone to zero, but that's the, you know, that's the Web3 life. Yes, yes, definitely. I'm sure that a lot of us are holding a lot of bags full of NFTs. Um, but hopefully, you know, that, that changes, right? Uh, that we'll be back. Projects, yeah, projects are able to figure out some different ways to add value to their NFTs. Um, there's still so much to experiment in the space. Um, I was just about to ask B-Dub and Cypher Wars to give us a bit of an intro here, but uh, they are off as a speaker now. I uh, have requested to have them join again, so I will wait um, for that to get them in here. But uh, just to continue to move the, the show a little bit forward, uh, I'll share a little bit about Tower. And so the new feature that One Planet has developed is to allow different NFT projects to use their native token. So the Tower platform is building Web3 games and they have the Tower token for that ecosystem. And so now they have two collections listed on one planet and you can use the Tower token to trade those NFTs. And actually the only way to buy those NFTs is with the Tower token. So what that does is it adds utility for the Tower token. And so we hope that other projects that have that um, native token to their project can come into one planet, list their collections and also add utility to their token. So that's the main goal of that feature there. Um, one last thing that I'll mention here with Tower is that we do have some events going on right now to incentivize trading for tower um, collections. And one of those events will actually give you an opportunity to win uh, one planet um, SBT, right? So soulbound token to essentially just show that you were a part of this new, new feature update, new partnership with tower. Um, so if anybody has any questions in regard to that, definitely let us know. Uh, we're excited to to get this feature out and to start onboarding more projects that have this as part of their ecosystem. I do want to go back to Cypher Wars, though. B-Dub, how are you doing? Um, give us a bit of an intro to your project, maybe like a quick overview of what it is. We'll dive deeper into it later on in the show. And then also tell us what was your first NFT that you bought or your favorite NFT? Hey, thanks for uh, having us today. Um, yeah, I maybe I'll just start off by saying about the first NFT that I bought. It was actually a NFT from another One Planet project um, called MetaCollect. Um, they're responsible for the Crunks, uh, but this particular NFT wasn't from their Crunks collection. It was something they released about two years before that, uh, and it was a trading card NFT. Uh, with a, an image of one of their characters called Finny, uh, who's a robot that um, has come to Earth from another planet uh, to learn about the blockchain. So um, 
the image itself is really well crafted and uh, it, uh, I saw it on Twitter and I really had to investigate to see what the origin was. I joined some random Telegram group after, uh, you know, I, I hadn't been on Telegram until that point. And then I was just uh, abruptly introduced to the world of uh, NFTs and uh, what I thought. So, uh, to be honest, but it was a... Hey, Bido, I'm sorry. I'm Bido. The first NFT oh, no. I had um, with the way that... Were you guys hearing him, like, way out? It sounded like he was in a vacuum or something. Yeah, so what happens is he, it's like his Bluetooth connects or something like that. Either if you can hear me, just wanted to mute your mic because you were kind of going on and off there. Um, but once you're ready, please feel free to unmute yourself and come back in. He might still be talking to himself, honestly. Because <laughs> I, I heard him on another space recently and that happened to him. <laughs> Um, but yeah, be the whenever you're ready, just uh, send me a message or unmute yourself, and then we'll get you going again. <laughs> uh, let's uh, let's continue here real quick. One comment that we got is from Department Seventy Seven, the founder. His name is Straylight. He said his first NFT bot was Evil Number Thirty Five Twenty Five. That's spelled E V O L. I have never heard of that. Um, I don't know uh, that's if that's ETH or in another um, blockchain. But anyways, thanks for sharing that comment. I appreciate it. We have Arlene here. Did you want to take over for, for Bida? Yeah, I'm, I'm helping him out. Uh, is my audio okay? It's a bit windy. Yes. Okay, good. Um, so I, I thought I'll just give a little intro to Cypher Wars if Bida is uh, indisposed or his speakers are off. BW, did you want to? Uh, you have you fixed your technical problem? Yeah, sorry, I, I just, uh, I just was talking that entire time, and uh, I looked at my phone screen and saw that I was on mute. So sorry about that, guys. Yeah, your audio. Did I? Funny. Did you miss all of that? Not yeah. all. Of did it. you guys? No. Uh, where were we up to? Did you hear about the NFT that I bought as a, as a kid? Oh, sorry, yes. as a, a couple of years ago, sorry. <laughs> as an NFT kid. Uh, yeah, we, we heard a little bit about the, the Meta Collect, uh, but, but you can go ahead and, and kind of start from there again, for sure. Okay, no worries. God, God, that was such a good explanation. I was proud of it. Um, all right, let me do that all again. Uh, and apologies for the, uh, for the technical outage there. Um, so, yeah, as I was saying, um, the first NFT that I ever bought was from a project that's also a One Planet project called MetaCollect. They're responsible for the Crunks collection, but this particular collection that I'm referring to was something that they um, that they put out about two years prior um, to to the Crunks, uh, and it's actually a trading card NFT. And on the front of the trading card was an image of a robot, and that robot was called uh, CryptoFinny, and CryptoFinny was a I guess like an uh, an alien from another planet who'd come to Earth to learn all about the blockchain. 
Um, but I actually saw this image on Twitter um, and uh, subsequently went down an enormous rabbit hole um, to figure out what it was because I was so uh, intrigued by it, uh, being a big kind of science fiction fan. Um, so uh, the first thing I had to do was join a Telegram group. And at that point, I didn't even have the Telegram app installed. I'd never been on it or didn't even know what it was. So that was the first step. And then I find my way into this uh, Telegram channel. And then I'm introduced to this whole world of um, NFTs. And, uh, you know, it was the start of a, uh, you know, a, a relationship um, to a degree um, that I'm still in right now with NFTs. Um, so, yeah, that was my first NFT. I'll try and post a picture of it in the um, uh, in the in the tweets uh, in, in a little bit. But I guess that's a, also a good segue um, to talk about Cypher Wars, because just like that first NFT um, that I came across uh, was a trading card NFT. Uh, Cypher Wars is a trading card collection. Um, so the structure of Cypher Wars is that uh, we've got 25 cards um, coming up uh, in this this drop that's coming up shortly. Um, and they together um, constitute chapter one of the Cypher Wars story. Uh, there'll be 12 chapters in total and there will be, uh, for each chapter, there'll be a separate drop. Um, but the 25 cards are, kind of unique they come in three varieties you have a, a common card with static art you have a rare card with uh, dynamic moving animated art and you also have a hologram uh, which are the kind of the very rare cards uh, which is a holographic rendition uh, of that same artwork um, but in addition to the artwork you've also got um, two pieces of writing attached to each card um, so they are <clears throat> They are the character description, uh, a little bit of a background or uh, a little bit of a summary of the character that you see on the card, as well as an excerpt from the Cypher Wars narrative. So uh, that basically just means like a little section of what would be the book. And then when you put the 25 cards together uh, and you read it all kind of uh, sequentially, uh, or you can actually read them out of order, to be honest, um, you know, you'll, you'll, get the, you'll get a grasp of what chapter one is all about. Um, so yeah, that's just a little summary of the Cypher Wars project um, off the back of my favorite NFT, but I've got a feeling we'll be able to kind of give a bit more context and information um, in a little bit. Yeah, thank you so much, B-Dub. appreciate that. Um, you know, your introduction to NFTs is definitely the way to do it, though, right? It's uh, getting a bit of that dopamine effect of a community as well, right? And doing a little bit of puzzle solving and trying to solve the mystery and then finally like hitting that buy button, right? Uh, so so I like that. Um, and yeah, I mean, one thing that I've noticed about you and your projects and the ones that you're involved with is that you're looking for that kind of story, the lore that sucks you in. And uh, so I'm, I'm definitely keen to find out more about that aspect of your project as well. I want to continue here um, to move forward. So Department 77 has provided an update in the comments here. There is a picture of the bad boy from Evil number 3525. Definitely take a look at that. He looks very crazy. Uh, I have not seen a NFT like this with pixelated eyeglasses, uh, but it's a 3D art design. There's a lot going on in Evil there. Uh, another comment here, we have Dave, uh, one of our ambassadors. Thank you for um, listening and for commenting. His first NFT was Jailbirds, and he still owns the art. Uh, so thank you, Dave, for that. Anybody else that um, just joined, 
if you can share in the comments what your first NFT was. And if you don't remember, share what your first or, or your favorite NFT is. Uh, and then we can give that a shout out over here. Arlene, since we have you up here, I'm curious to know what was your first NFT that you bought, if you remember. I do. It was around about this time of a year, last year, actually. Uh, it's almost coming up to my one year anniversary in NFTs in Web3, which is fantastic. My first NFT uh, was the Terrans uh, uh, project by a project called Nam, um, which, uh, well, it didn't do too well. Um, but my next two, uh, Hellcats and Disturb AI, uh, did better. So I learned pretty quickly. The uh, Terran's art was, uh, the, it's in the name, really, the space explorers and different um, different sects to it, so different clans to the space explorers, etc. Um, and I used it as my PFP for a long time because she looked like a space princess. Nice, nice. Yeah, I, I love that kind of StarCraft sci-fi art as well. Uh, so, uh, yeah, I, I think I remember the Terrence project myself. I did not get the chance to get into it, but um, thanks for sharing that, Arlene. Appreciate it. Um, I do want to move forward here as well. I want to go back to Eric, and I want to dive deeper into Hide Me, Please. So... Uh, the the most important part for me is just the NFT integration, right? But but also, you know, your role and uh, anything that you want to share in regard to how we can continue to support you and and hide me, please. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So we have the uh, three different editions and NFTs. Each edition gives you different benefits. So for example, the first edition, it's only like twenty five uh, NFTs. You can get a free lifetime. Uh, coffee free lifetime in hide me please so that's a pretty big perk and then the second edition you get a one plus one uh, for coffee and a whiskey highball in our uh, korean style bar so that kind of benefits like hooks people into like bringing their friends to our coffee shop in a korean style bar and bringing another and web3 communities to show off their uh, nfts showing that, oh, I can buy you this using my NFTs, things like that. And my role within the project is to uh, go global, basically. So we're trying to, so I'm actually traveling to back to US uh, this afternoon in Korea, from Korea. And then I'm trying to set up something for the NFT NYC next year. I think it's in April so that we can have a pop-up, at least a pop-up um, near the NFT NYC so that people can enjoy uh, some like Korean soul food within NYC, and then our uh, dessert menu is pretty good, so that we can just um, give out our dessert menu to the people, and then introduce our NFTs as well to the Web three people. That's pretty cool. So you're saying that when somebody buys one of these NFTs, there's only twenty five of them, they will have lifetime supply of coffee, right? Every day. Wow. Wow. Mm -hmm. Once once a day, they can stop by for coffee. Yeah, so they uh, they uh, come into our coffee shop in a, a bar and they show their NFTs with within their MetaMask, and then uh, the employee in our coffee shop can verify uh, his or her ownership of the NFTs, and then yeah, the coffee is yours. And how much did those NFTs mint for? Uh, or how much are they worth now? Yeah, the minting price was around 0.1 ETH. 
and then I think it's um, selling around one ETH in OpenSea. Got it. Wow, that that's pretty cool. I mean, I, it, it's cool to have uh, that utility, that access to free coffee forever. Like, I wonder how yeah. how the the business would uh, like. What's the the ROI in the business? Right? Is it more of just a connection of NFTs and getting the word out? Yeah. So ROI actually has been great because once you get a, a lifetime free coffee, you tend to bring your friends to our coffee shop. And then coffee is a kind of hard, high margin menu from the, all the menus that we sell in our coffee shop. So that's fine. And then, like you said, there's a marketing effect as well. So I think a lot of the Web3 people in Korea have heard about our place. So whenever they have uh, some group meeting or community meeting, or partnership meeting with other NFT, other Web3 projects, they tend to meet up in our coffee shop, ordering free coffee or dessert menus, things like that. Nice. That's awesome and a really, really smart way to promote uh, the connection of the NFTs there. Um, Matic Man, go ahead. Eric, I love this idea. Is this concept one that you're wanting to a market, uh, maybe have franchises around Korea, maybe even globally? Yeah, globally, for sure. So our idea uh, was that we wanted to operate with or without NFTs so that when we introduce NFTs, there should be like least volatility in our NFT price and our uh, business, uh, overall business. So that was our plan to have like a stable business around like food and beverage and then slowly integrating nfts that's why we only issued 25 nfts for our first edition so i think that really attracted me because you know there are a lot of nft projects without sustainable business model i would say in like 99 percent of them so we wanted to operate with or without nft nfts so i thought that that's like a real business we should go forward and then integrating nft has been going pretty well so i'm really happy about it and then I think if you, we start going global, like NYC, LA, and other countries like Europe, Paris, things like that, I think we'll have a much more sustainable business. Like, you know, the J curve, the startup, uh, really look forward to. So I think that's the grand plan for our project. So you're thinking about having hide me, please franchises around the globe? Or would yeah. they just the concept of the NFTs and they would have their own name and brand? Mm -hmm. So your NFT, like first edition, you can get a free coffee for any of our branches in the in the world. So whenever you travel anywhere in the world, hopefully you can stop by in one of our branches and enjoy your NFT benefits. And I also forgot to mention this, but we're going to introduce our token system that within the app we're going to launch early next year. And then, of course, we're going to launch our token on Polygon. We're thinking of that, too. Nice. Yeah. Thank you for sharing that, Eric. Uh, what's exciting for me is just seeing the evolution of figuring out business model, as as you mentioned, for NFT projects, right? That way, there's different sources of revenue, and they're not dependent just on mint sales or transaction fees, right? That way, the community can continue to, um, to feel like there's... Um, value um, in the collection in in other ways and even gaming right just even being able to use the nfts uh in, in a game adds a lot to 
the activity and the conversations that can happen organically within the project. Yeah, exactly. And then the worst thing that can happen to us is that people just ignore NFTs. They get, they hate NFTs, and then they can still enjoy our dessert and uh, all the soul food that we provide in our Korean style bar. So we're gonna be still happy about it. Yeah, I completely agree. Um, the NFTs are supporting the business model. Um, I want to move on to some comments, and then we'll get to Narv. So Cipher Wars did put a picture of their first NFT uh, from MetaCollect, and uh, it looks pretty cool. It does remind me of Cipher Wars, actually, <laughs> like a world within an image, right? There's uh, like something in the center, and then the world just expands, and there's so much going on around um, that person there. So thank you for sharing that. We have another comment from Flinzy. I believe he is part of the uh, MetaCollect fam as well. It says, my first NFT, MLB Champions, brings back memories. Could have been much cooler than it was. And it, it's uh, Jesus Aguilar uh, from the Milwaukee Brewers. So pretty cool. I have never seen that NFT before or heard of that collection, MLB Champions. So thank you for sharing that. Um, Again, any listener here, if you're just joining, feel free to share in the comments what your first NFT that you bought was. Go ahead, Madam. Or- I'm sorry, I didn't, I didn't mean to hit that. I'm, that was the accident. I apologize. <laughs> no worries, no worries. Um, let's move on to Narv here. So, Narv, you one of um, the reasons why you are in the role that you are in within Polygon is because of your... Um, your quick fingers to sharing the news about Polygon and and data about the chain, and you're also following the NFT statistics. So I'm curious about what you are seeing in the last few weeks within uh, the Polygon uh, data and any uh, anything that you feel like will help us get a better understanding of the positioning in Polygon. Sure. So yeah, I kind of just want to quickly go over some of the recent analytics, recent uh, milestones, recent news. So, you know, starting here with uh, weekly active addresses, for example. So over the past week, Polygon saw 1.45 million unique addresses, which is an increase of 13% from the previous week. Pretty wild. (laughs) Um, Daily transactions currently on Polygon are averaging right around 3 million. And the cost per transaction uh, averaging around one penny, which is 12% cheaper than the week before. Um, And then kind of moving on to more NFT related things. uh, Weekly NFTs uh, were increased um, 2% this month or sorry, this week, reaching 26.8 million. And NFT active wallets climbed up to 2.5 million, up 13% from the previous week. And then I'm sure you guys saw, everyone here knows about, you know, the hype around the Reddit NFTs. There was some more. Um, another collection was minted over the weekend uh, on Polygon and over 255,000 avatars were minted in a single day. Um, in total, there has been 94,000 sales of Reddit NFTs. Total sales volume is almost, is about to reach 12 million. And nearly 4 million Reddit NFT holders on Polygon. So 4 million Reddit NFT holders. That is pretty crazy. So I just wanted to highlight that as well. 
Uh, moving on to some of the milestones within Polygon, or at least milestones that we're about to reach, uh, the total Polygon POS transactions. So all the transactions that the Polygon POS chain has ever executed uh, has just passed 2.25 billion. And to give perspective on that, this number was 100 million in May of 2021. So about a year and a half went from 100 million uh, total transactions to 2.25 billion. Um, obviously, if you've been in this space, you've seen all the growth that Polygon has had. That's just one part of it. And then total unique addresses recently reached 198 million. So we're really close to 200 million uh, total unique addresses on Polygon since launch. So a uh, pretty big milestone coming up there as well. Um, and then sort of last, the last part here, moving on to some news and some things to look forward to, the uh, Starbucks Odyssey uh, that I'm sure you guys are aware of that Starbucks Polygon partnership that was announced, I don't know, maybe uh, a month or two ago. The Starbucks Odyssey is launching to customers tomorrow. So as of tomorrow, customers will be able to earn loyalty points powered by Polygon on the blockchain. So that's another really cool partnership that Polygon is involved with. Um, another one here, Phantom. I'm sure some of you saw this. Phantom is sort of the famous native uh, Solana native wallet that will soon be available now on Polygon and Ethereum in the coming weeks. Uh, Phantom has a really good UI UX, so pretty excited about that. Um, and then I just kind of want to give a shout out to, I don't know if you guys saw this, but Coindesk um, does an annual most influential person in crypto list. And Ryan Wyatt, the CEO of Polygon Studios, was listed as the number three most influential person in crypto uh, for 2022. And that, that was only behind, uh, number one was CZ from Binance, and number two was Zach XBT. Um, you guys may know him. He's sort of the, the famous rug pulling researcher on Twitter. So pretty cool shout out. Pretty cool to see the recognition uh, for Polygon from Coindesk there. Um, and then I just kind of want to leave it with one more thing to look forward to something that I'm super, super excited about on the technical side of things is uh, we're seeing really, really great progress uh, on Polygon ZK EVM. Uh, I know a lot of the stats that I just talked about were all about the, the current Polygon POS chain scaling solution. Um, but Polygon is working really hard with a lot of uh, ZK based products as well. And uh, the Polygon ZK EVM is currently on testnet and expected to go live on mainnet in Q1 of 2023. So super, super excited that, uh, to see that on the technical side of things. And um, that will sort of, I, I know, you know, I don't want to get too far into it, but there's, I'm sure you guys have seen FUD around the Polygon POS chain before, um, and that will sort of uh, kill some of that criticism. So yeah, that's basically all the things that I want to talk about. Some analytics there, a lot of exciting things happening in the Polygon ecosystem. Go ahead, Eric. Yeah, I was going to say that's a great summary, Narb, and then the astounding numbers. And then speaking of Starbucks, um, I think back to the U.S. today, I actually signed up for the wait list. And then I know the guy who's working on that particular project, Web3 integration of Starbucks, is, his Twitter handle is unchu.eth, B-U-N-C-H-U.eth. So I'm going to DM him. Hopefully he'd let me in for the wait list so that I can start using uh, the Starbucks Odyssey pretty soon. And what's cool about that is that as a general user of 
uh, or a consumer of Starbucks, but also user of their loyalty rewards program, uh, a lot of them will not know that this is being powered by Polygon, right? This is, this is going to be interesting um, to, to see how they react if they ever do find out. But I'm sure that some people will be curious about how things work in the back end. And this could be a way to onboard people as well into Web3 in general. But, um, you know, if, if they find out that it is powered by Polygon, hopefully that brings them into trying to learn more about the NFTs that exist within Polygon, right? And just to see um, if they are interested in bringing some liquidity into the system and trying the different dApps that exist and checking out different projects as well. Um, just want to check and see if any of the other speakers have any questions for Narb or any comments about any of the stats that he made. I'm just going to say I concur with Eric. Great, great, uh, uh, great, great summary. Always appreciate you bringing the alpha and the heat, man. Appreciate you so much, the research you do. All right, cool. So with that, yeah, Narp, thank you. Uh, appreciate that. Um, I, I think for me, that is one of the things that I enjoy about Web3 in general, just paying attention to the statistics, right, and the trends and where things are flowing. Um, Reddit continues to be a topic of discussion because of the um, the, in, the inclusion in the back end of the um, the wallets, right, and and the digital collectibles, uh, as they call it, that are being added into the blockchain. Uh, and of course, we hope that that flows into um, the the self custodial platform, and then exploring the other NFT projects as well. Um, and then Phantom, you mentioned that. Yeah, we're excited to to see that happen as well because, um, yeah, and, you know, with the other builders, we we had a similar kind of chat where the user experience is much better than what we're used to with MetaMask. Uh, so I think uh, it would be uh, nice to have them also support EVM and Polygon. Um, yeah, just 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 sort of add on what you guys are saying. I think that's sort of the main focus with a lot of these big web two partnerships is, you know, how do we onboard the normies in a way where they're not so, you know, uh, afraid of crypto, I guess, or, you know, there, there's a stigma around NFTs. I think that we all know about, and, you know, with the Starbucks thing, it's, it's happening so much on the back end that a lot of these customers won't even know that they're using the blockchain, which is great. Um, I even know that, um, even with the Reddit NFTs, a lot of people that minted those Reddit NFTs don't actually quite understand that they are NFTs. Or, well, they, well, they called them digital collectibles, right? And I think that's a, another big thing that we can maybe rebrand NFTs to make it more friendly. But um, I, I saw a post on Reddit uh, like a, a month or two ago when, when this whole Reddit thing got really hot about somebody that had minted this NFT for $10 and he was you know, writing on one of these Reddit forums and somebody had commented about his, his profile picture, which was now worth, you know, $2,500. And he had no idea. He was, he was confused. He didn't understand how his profile picture was, you know, profitable. And I just think that's a really cool entry for, you know, like I said, normies getting into this space and seeing that, you know, you, you, know, you could, obviously you can make money, but it's also more of a, a community thing as well. I think just, there just happened to, when, when NFTs first started, there was just, um, 
a stigma was created around them, around them being, you know, scammy or they just didn't make sense to people. Pyramid scheme, you know, we've all heard all of it now, but I think uh, these types of things that uh, make it easier for them to onboard and see what this is all really about. I think that's the goal with a lot of these uh, Web2 partnerships that Polygon's getting involved with. Yeah. Go ahead, Eric. Yeah, I think that's the strategy we should benchmark in our Hide Me Please team where we abstract some of the blockchain part out and using our own wallet to give more smooth UI UX for the users where they set up their wallet with the password and then they can buy our membership instead of saying NFTs. So like NARP said, we're slowly trying to incorporate like normies into our ecosystem. And then the using more familiar terms is definitely an option that we should choose. And, and I think what I've seen is just the um, more creativeness that's going on, right? I, I feel like I've been seeing more people talk about POAPs and SBTs. And then I think that just goes to show that there is uh, a little bit of um, that we're trying to go away from just focusing on the financial aspects of NFTs, right? And trying to think about other ways to be creative with the technology. We have B as a speaker. When he comes on, we have to implement raising your hand because otherwise he is going to go off the rails. So V, <laughs> I'm going to let you uh, comment or do your question, uh, but then I do want to get to Cypher Wars and continue hearing more about their project. So go ahead. Oh shit! Hey, hey guys! Hey, hey! I didn't, I didn't know that Aline hasn't spoken yet. I thought I joined quite late, but I just wanted to make a comment that why should normies be onboarded when the sole reason why we want to onboard them is to make them our exit liquidity and uh, to keep the Ponzi going and the pyramid scheme going as much as we hate to say it. Most of the projects are pyramid schemes and Ponzi schemes where everyone's just shilling their Ponzi, trying to find exit liquidity and pump their bags. And uh, the most, your best NFT, PFP, NFT project, the, the best utility it has is its community uh, that it really doesn't care about and it just wants the trading to continue so that it continues to get its royalties. So if I was a not, not with, with all the information that I have now, I'd be, if I was a normie, I probably wouldn't want to join this space if, if I'm being fairly honest. Uh, just just a bit of a comment there. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. That's a great point, V. And, and I think that that was the, the kind of goal here that we, we are trying to think about different ways to be creative about, about NFT technology, right? So we're not just focusing on the financial ponzinomics aspects of NFTs. Arlene, uh, do you have a comment there? I was just going to say, gentlemen, that you have been thudded by V, TM. Yes, yes, I love it. <laughs> uh, um, we do have Dave coming up here. He might have a comment uh, for this topic here. Just want to give him a chance. Uh, hey, Dave. Oh, evening, guys. I couldn't let that go for without without jumping up and chiming in a little bit. But um, how, how, before I do that, how is everyone? And it's been really nice listening to you um, and not talking, um, but I couldn't help myself. I'm sorry. Oh, no, it's all good. It's all good. Uh, yeah, go ahead. If, if you want to share something for V, go ahead. And, and then after that, we want to go to Cypher Wars. 
I mean, I, I primarily agree with you, V, if you're talking about um, a lot of PFP projects, but that's not everyone creating in, in NFTs um, at all by any stretch whatsoever. Um, and there's a lot of artists out there that are, you know, making art that, that would be vehemently against um, your Ponzi comments, and rightfully so. Um, I, I do think that we, we need to change the language um, a lot, and I think we've created... Um, We've we've gatekept ourselves. We've created barriers uh, by creating complex language that is not understandable, um, and and that stops your average everyday person wanting to get involved. Um, and then off the back of that, when you start throwing some of the other stuff that we've seen with FTX, SBF, Celsius, Luna, like lots of stuff throughout the year that's been unsavory, um, and then all of the influencers and the platforms that are given to people that that are pushing those unsavory acts um by wrapping us all under these words that are so unique to our industry we really are hampering ourselves so i think um digital collectibles um and other other words that make us much more acceptable to traditional businesses to traditional tech businesses which are really excited about polygon um is the way forward through 2023 um but really really good points and i just i just felt the urge to come and say that guys thank you Thank you, thank you, thank you for agreeing with me. By the way, I think my reception might go, so quick show. If you guys like my PFP and think it's cool, go and grab yourself a trippy wolf from on one planet and please become my exit liquidity. I'm fucking with you guys. Uh, it, I've not got any listed on the floor right now. But no, go, go grab yourself a trippy wolf and join the wrecked gang and uh, unwreck yourself. Thanks, V. Appreciate that. Uh, Let's respect the hand here, Arlene. What's up? Well, uh, since I'm, I've got a, a wrecked wolf slash wrecked gang PFP. I've got to do the same. Please become my exit liquidity. Lol, jokes. I'm not selling my wolves till the ball. <laughs> um, so uh, I actually did have some deeper comments there. Um, uh, my opinion on where NFTs will become, I, you know, I echo everyone's point about solid, um, solid utility, you know, concrete utility, just like Cypher Wars has, um, you know, we, we have a, a very concrete mechanic there and it's unique um, and it's dynamic uh, and it's, you know, it's lots of fun as well. Um and, you know, uh, I think we, the space will surprise us in the coming years because humans are collectors at heart. It is one of our driving impulses. And we're also really cliquey at heart as well. We want to form tribes and unite behind identities. Um, and those are both very powerful, uh, you know, human instincts uh, that drive this space. Uh, so I think, NFTs will become, and I've said this in previous spaces, and V knows this view, uh, will become like the next, uh, like, you know, the ye old tiny golf club, country club vibe for like the old people go to. Uh, I think NFTs is going to become like the next country club type vibe if you if you get my drift. And it's, I think it's going to be extremely colorful and it's going to be extremely diverse and all sorts of silly shenanigans like the joes and all that are just going to keep on inventing themselves um because humans are also very silly and irrational and funny at heart as well 
Yeah, thank you, Arlene. I, I completely agree with you. Uh, I think that there's still so many people that don't know about NFT technology, but once they do, the creativity is just going to start flowing in, right? And and trying to push the technology forward. Um, so so I like that. Um, let's let's go back to Cypher Wars. You you mentioned Cypher Wars and the utility, and uh, BW shared a little bit about your kind of project description. Um, you share a little bit about you know having them be collectibles cards and um there's uh different series that you're gonna have 12 of them right um, right now the first one has 25 different um arts or designs there so let, let's dive a little bit deeper what what in specific is the utility since arlene mentioned that Oh, cheers. All right. So um, in terms of the utility of Cypher Wars cards, uh, there's a there's probably a few different pillars. So um, I guess the the first one, the first one. And uh, the most I obvious can't one, hear B-dub, so uh, if no one uh, else can, I can answer that question. I, I, can you hear me? I can hear him. Yes, we can, oh. All right. Okay, I'll good. leave that <laughs> because clearly I'm getting rugged. <laughs> Okay. All good. Uh, all right. So I was going to say the clearest utility uh, for the Cipher Wars cards is just being able to uh, read the read the like the book, if you will, or the narrative, uh, and enjoy the artwork. So that's, I guess, the most basic form uh, of utility. Um, we really do believe that the that the story is kind of uh, world class, and it's co-written by a published author called Mark Bailey. It's really of a high quality. Um, but aside from the obvious. Um, we've got the, the the gaming component, which I alluded to before. So on the back of each um, Cypher Wars card, on one of the backs, um, you'll be presented with a rank. Um, so we, as I mentioned earlier as well, we do have three tiers of cards. So the common, the rare, and the mythic. But then each card will also have a rank. So um, let's say oh, so the ranks are going to be between one and nine. Uh, and so you can have, for instance, a common rank five or a rare ranked three or a mythic rank nine so anywhere between one and nine and what you'll be able to do at first uh, in our discord facilitated through team members and potentially on things like live streams and so on uh, what you'll be able to do is you'll be able to enter into uh, games against other collectors that are holding cypher wars cards um, and uh, you'll be able to make wages with these ranks so uh, for example um, let's say that arlene has a uh, uh, Alvord Constant, he's one of the Cypher Wars characters, an Alvord Constant rank five common, and I have a uh, Cypher City uh, rank three common. Could be any, could be any tier of card, doesn't have to be a common or, or otherwise. And then we could, for example, decide to play a game of Connect Four. We set the parameters of the contest before we start, so we might say it's best out of three, and then uh, we send our Cypher Wars NFTs to a project wallets kind of like an escrow account and uh, from there uh, the um, you play the game and let's say that Arlene wins and we've bet two ranks her rank five will be upgraded to a rank seven whereas my rank four would be downgraded to a rank two so that's it in its simplest form but if you were to exceed nine ranks on your common card 
that card would actually be upgraded to a rare card. And similarly, if you were to level up your the ranks on your rare card to above nine, it would be upgraded to a, a mythic card. And when we say upgraded, what that means is actually the, the artwork on the card changes, um, the rank that's displayed on the card changes, the actual NFT itself transforms um, according to what your rank is and what the, what the tier is on the card. Um, and uh, another kind of little quirk there is that uh, if you had a mythic card and it was um, downgraded enough uh, to one or less uh, ranks, then it would actually transform into a rare card. And similarly, the rare card, if it were downgraded enough, it would transfer into a common. But when you get to the commons, uh, if that is downgraded all the way to a zero ranks, the card is burnt and it's gone forever. Uh, and it leaves your wallet, never comes back, and nobody else can ever grab that card either. So what that actually does is something quite interesting. It creates a deflationary supply. So um, for Chapter 1 of Cypher Wars, I don't think we've uh, publicly mentioned this yet, but there will be 444 complete sets available in the packs uh, of Cypher Wars cards, uh, 400 sets of commons, 40 sets of rares, and four set sets of the myth hollows but um, if you kind of follow the logic of um, the the kind of the gaming component of it you'll have the vast majority of cards being commons and as people play against each other in an effort to upgrade those cards to uh, rare cards or into mythic cards um, it kind of uh, you can see that for every time uh, a rank is gained by somebody it has to be taken away somewhere else so the bulk of the competitions will be between uh, common cards and as people upgrade their uh, commons um, up to the rare tier there's going to be an awful lot of commons that get burnt and they're gone forever. So your 444 complete sets is going to very quickly dwindle down. Um, at first, it'd be perhaps like 400 sets and then only 350. Um, so that that definitely um, uh, introduces an interesting gamification at the meta level. Uh, and then you can go even deeper into that and you can think to yourself, well, if all these commons are getting upgraded to rares, eventually the commons might become the most um, scarcest cards, the original commons. So maybe do I collect a set of those and keep those untouched? Um, so yeah, that's kind of um, the crux of the utility of the Cypher Wars cards. Although um, now that I say that, I can think of one more, one more that I'll quickly mention. Um, and that is uh, the concept of set rewards and collector's challenges. So um, for instance, uh, with the Cypher Wars cards, only 24 of the 25 cards in chapter one will be uh, available um, in the packs. Um, there'll be a 25th card that isn't that doesn't come in the packs, uh, but rather it will be airdropped to any collector that is able to collect the first 24 cards that are available by a set deadline. So, uh, for instance, uh, we could say that by uh, February 15th, 2023, any wallet that is holding a, a complete set of one to 24 Cypher Wars cards will get airdropped the 25th card. Um, so that's another piece of utility for, for the cards themselves. And similar to that, uh, we can also introduce other collector's challenges. For instance, we could say anyone that has a common, a rare and a mythic Elvord Constant card is gonna get airdropped a, uh, a, a, another kind of a special NFT reward 
or it could even be uh, a physical reward like a physical pack of Cypher Wars cards, um, something else that we'll be making available to collectors um, uh, in due course. All right. Thank you, B-Dub. As, as we can see, one, one uh, you know, five-minute segment is not enough to get to know what Cypher Wars is about. That was just the utility. We haven't even really discussed the lore, right, and the story and the, the writing that you mentioned. So um, what's going to happen is uh, Dave here, who who is also uh, going to be helping us with Twitter spaces, um, he uh, is going to uh, help us host on the weekends uh, some AMAs that are going to be specific for the projects that are going to be using the one uh launchpad. So, so we'll have one with just Cypher Wars. Matic Man and myself and Dave, and, and we'll be there to uh, to just learn more about your project and dive deeper into all of his uh, different uh, aspects. Um, so thank you, Vida, for giving us that introduction. We have four minutes here for us to hit the hour. I just wanted to go around and just get some last thoughts, final thoughts from, from the people up here, and then we'll close it down. But I think we've had a pretty successful show. Um, I really enjoy talking to all of you guys and, and learning uh, about what's going on with Polygon and, and Cypher Wars. So thank you. Uh, Matic, man, any last thoughts from you? No, just as always, just so excited to be part of the Polygon ecosystem and especially with uh, one planet and just see what's going on in the space. The future is so bright. Let's not get discouraged by the market right now. Future is bright in Polygon and great people like in this space today. We have a very bright future. Thank you. Go ahead, Eric. Yeah, I just want to give a quick Shout out to Price and then the entire One Planet team. They're working like hell. They're, I think they're working like Elon Musk back in the day. So I can't wait to see what you guys are building out in your ecosystem and in your uh, product as well. Thank you, Eric. Appreciate that. And Narb, any last thoughts from you? Yeah, just double on uh, to what they're saying. Really appreciate every everything that you guys are doing at One Planet. Um, I think that this is what. I know I've said this a million times before, but I think this is what something that Polygon has needed was a native uh, Polygon NFT marketplace. You don't see any of those anywhere else. And yeah, you guys are working really hard, like like Eric said, like Elon Musk out here. And uh, yeah, just grateful to, to be a part of this. Thank you, Narv. Dave, any last thoughts from you? I do, all of the um, updates from from Narv were awesome. And, and I don't even think um, you touched the what they're doing on their the actual um the normal chain um and how they're they're trying to push speed on that with uh, the new protocol that was dropped a uh, massive blog article which is super interesting um and everything else in here thank you for having me guys i'm always like listening to you and um it's been a pleasure to work with you as well thank you dave uh cypher wars yeah just a quick shout out to you guys like everyone else and um just a reminder to all the listeners like to come along and join the uh cypher wars discord there's a link in our twitter bio uh we're already running games and we're actually giving away a bunch of um cards from the chapter one set um as we speak so yeah just come and jump in the server and uh there'll be plenty of chances to, to get a couple of free cards before we mint. awesome thank you B-Dub, and shout out to the speakers that came up here, Arlene and V. Appreciate your time as well. And everybody that left comments, all the listeners, thank you for your time. We will be back next week with the same um, structure to the show. And that way we can continue to build a community uh, here um, with One Planet and, and with our um, 
our builders, our ambassadors, and just everybody that's still in the space um, right now, right uh, during this uh, time that many people are going away because uh, their bags are getting heavy or light, whichever route you want to take that. Um, so anyways, everybody enjoy the rest of your day or night. And if you have any questions about anything that one planner is doing, feel free to DM us, join our discord, and please make sure you're following any of the speakers here and continue to learn about their own uh, content and their own projects. But with that, take care, everybody. Enjoy the rest of your day. Thanks guys. Thank you. Thanks for checking out another episode of the ether. That was one planet hosting the landing discussing Tower, Reddit, Cypher Wars, and more. Recorded on Wednesday, December 7th, 2022. For TerraSpaces.org, I'm Finn. Thanks for listening. If you want to keep listening, head on over to TerraSpaces.org slash donate and show some support. Now, with Spark IBC enabled. When I'm cruising, I'm rushing, no booze on my tongue When I'm losing my cool like a bruiser in London The rules are confusing, so let loose the juices And try not to act like they tightened up the noose These fools are abused like a problem stepchild Ruling the coop with some modest exile I'm lost in the cube with the softest textiles A comfy padded room where I'm walking my best miles So wipe the smirk off your face when you're serving I'm up with a platter of bait behind the curtain Up with the curse, it's absurd to swerve it Letting these nerds know the weight was worth it. I'll perk it up while I serve in some bullshit. This ain't my first rodeo surrounded by humans. Opinionated merchants trying to steal your worth. It's getting on my nerves, so let's make them feel nervous. I go tit for tat when I'm spitting this rap shit Getting sick with it like I'm kissing bats It's spreading sickness like a fucking pandemic Gun to my head like write the damn epic My mood is exhumed from the darkest mistakes Sitting down in hell cooking up these mixtapes Living through nightmares and dreamscapes It takes more patience than a hospital police state So lock it down locked and loaded like they come for your guns Fuck no we won't be getting onto that bus Quietly sit back and watch the riot beat While the cops get filmed pirating all your privacy sign on the dotted line and wave your rights and wave goodbye and pay no mind you gotta wash the brain and erase the time now shut the fuck up while we wait in line Spaces.